0: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, as well as on YouTube.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, Facebook.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, and on Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT. So however you're tuning into the show, thank you so much for watching and listening. Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora here with you inside the Cafe Kubal Studios once again every Monday through Friday, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time. So we appreciate you being here. And today, like I said, to start off a fantastic week, we have the opportunity to speak with so many people that I've been able to connect with over the years who are very successful, good people in their respective tournaments right now, fighting for national championships. Up next, you see that A. It's the first time you've seen the, the Augusta University Jaguars A. Ever on the show before, but <clears throat> it's connected to the Marywood Pacers. It's connected to history. And to my alma mater and his, Zach Tinkham, Marywood University Pacers men's basketball student athlete alum and alum of the school, of course, and now in his first year as an assistant coach on the Augusta Jaguars team in Division II for men's college basketball, they not only won their Peach Belt Conference Championship, and he got to cut down the nets. But they also are moving forward in the NCAA Tournament for Division II and have just been granted a number one seed. So with that being said, it's success on success on success as I welcome Zach Tinkham to the broadcast. Mr. Tinkham, how are you doing today? I'm good,
1: Dan. I appreciate you having me on.
0: Absolutely, man. And, And, you know, just bring me into what's going on with the team this year? I mean, you guys went into your conference tournament. You took care of business. You got a number one seed. You obviously have been rolling, and we talked about it off the air a bit here. Just what's going on with with Augusta and these Jaguars to be playing the way that you're playing right now?
1: I think we we just all came together at the right time. I think the key point of our season was back in January, we had a game at Flagler who was the number one seed at the time in our conference, and they finished number two. And during that game, we were missing one of our starters. So we have an eight-man rotation, and during that game, we had a seven-man rotation. And with about a minute to go in the game, we were about down 12 points. And so Dip called a timeout, and we we played really well. We just ran out of gas. Dip called a timeout and brought everyone together and said, If we play this way the rest of the year, no one's going to stop us from winning the conference, or we're going to be conference champs. And since that moment, we've won 14 straight games, and we haven't lost since, and he was right. We won the regular season, and then we won the conference tournament, and we're just ready to keep on rolling. Our guys are playing with an edge right now, like good teams do. So they're really confident and just soaking in the moment, enjoying every moment of it.
0: Some teams believe when those statements are made, you know, when you hear from the coaching staff, hey, you guys play like this, we're not going to lose another game. Not everybody can go 14-0, and and I'd be on a 14-game winning streak as you head into the national tournament. Why do you think this team bought in? Why do you think this team listened and, and came through on something? Because a lot of coaches can make statements, but not every team can deliver. Why is this team delivering right now?
1: It's our veteran leadership. We we have a veteran team. You look at all successful teams through history, most of them have a veteran leadership. We have Troy Cracknell, who's a graduate senior, uh, Tyree Myers, who's a uh, COVID junior, Darren white COVID junior, Miguel Arnold, COVID junior. Like guys that have been here and won a conference tournament before earlier in their career. And have been on successful teams at Augusta. We, there's a winning culture here at Augusta. People go into every game expecting to win. And that's the expectation. Expect to win. And I just think that senior leadership it makes it easier for the coaching staff because the players take care of it for themselves. If there's any nonsense going on, our senior leaders take care of it and they squash it. And people come in every day and know nothing's earned. nothing's given. You got to earn everything. So I just think the senior leadership is the big reason why we've been able to have this success.
0: You know, and you talked about the fact that the COVID year obviously grants some more opportunity. Just what you can say about how this team in Augusta has turned a negative into a positive, taking the pandemic and, and that extra year given and turning it into something special.
1: So we actually had a unique situation here in Augusta. So that last year down in the south, most, play, most programs played still last year in the south. All right, I know up north a lot of programs that play, but in the south we play down here. Yeah. And Miguel Arnold and Troy Cracknell were out for the year because they ended up getting COVID. And there was like heart complications, something with their heart. So the doctor set them out for a year. So we only had eight guys on our roster playing last year, and our and our got so we had guys playing unfamiliar roles. So when teams beat us last year. Teams would celebrate like crazy, and our guys, our guys remembered that, and all offseason, season they remembered that. So they were able to come back, prepare, and they said, "When we're back, we'll show everyone what we're really about." And I think so far that we've been able to do that, and our guys have been taken in and just say, "It's another year to get better." So only control what you can control. We couldn't control what happened with COVID,
0: but we can control how we handled it and how we prepare and how we're doing now. Zach Tinkham here with us on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside the Cafe Kubal Studios. Uh, Zach, let's go back to Marywood and let's, let's build that road from Marywood to Augusta. How did it all happen that you finish up your time at Marywood University and then end up at Augusta?
1: So it was in the spring. So I graduated in that year of the pandemic when the pandemic started. So I was kind of and I hung out at my house at an off-campus house in Scranton during that spring semester. So I kind of hung out there and I knew I wanted to get into college coaching and I was willing to apply anywhere. So I was applying all different places. I reached There was a volunteer opportunity here at Augusta. So I reached out to the diff and he talked to me through email a little bit, called me. He called uh, Coach Mastriani, asked about me. He had me create a workout video with one of my friends back home and send it to him. It was about six minutes long, so I did that. And then I actually met him for lunch in Philadelphia, actually, because it's from the DC area, upper northern Virginia. So that's where he grew up. And that's where his parents. So he was visiting his parents, and he I remember him texting me saying, like, "I want a Philly cheesesteak." You told me the spot, so and then I went around asking people the best spot for his Philly cheesesteak, and. I met with him. He texted me later in the week and said, can you be down here in three weeks? And I said, I'll be there. So then that got me my volunteer spot down here.
0: <laughs> you know, and when you had that volunteer opportunity and then within, you know, a short amount of time becoming the official assistant coach for this Augusta Jaguars team, how did that all come about? And, and what can you say really played into the fact that you went from volunteer to being a, a full member of the staff?
1: Uh, I just I just took the volunteer opportunity as an opportunity to learn, and I think, and I told myself there's no better way to learn than being there. Like I tried to be here as much as possible. That's what I told myself. Like treat it as I was full time or getting paid. Just be here. even if I wasn't doing much at a time. Just watching the assistant coach at the time, watching Dip, watch what they do, see the players, try to earn respect to the players from just being there all the time. Naturally, you respect people that are there when you see them there, and then. So I would just work side jobs on the side to make money, anything I could. And then just the reward was being able to be at basketball. Like, you don't see it as work when you love what you do. So, yes, it was long days, but the reward was I got to be around basketball. I got to be around the guys. got to be around the coaching staff. And then a uh, situation happened and an opportunity came that the position was open this year, and Dip chose to hire me for that position.
0: That coming here from Zach Tinkum. Uh, you go back to your time with Enrico Mastriani. What did he teach you? What what stuck with you with him being your head coach that aided you? Did did he make you want to be a coach? Did you want to be a coach before even playing on Mary Wood's team? What role did Enrico Mastriani play? I think I think I always wanted to be a coach, like all throughout high school too.
1: My brother's Division One baseball coach. So I've always, I li- I like seeing his path, what he's done. But the biggest thing, like I would say, I learned from Enrico was that, like, especially the assistant coach, like. No task is too small. Like th- that's what I would say. Is that especially for an assistant coach, like it's never about you. We tell the players it's not about you, but like, as a, I feel like, a lot of times young assistants want in and want like praise for something to do. But it's not about you at all. It do- doesn't necessarily matter. Like you, you're not going to get any credit. You shouldn't get any credit. The players deserve all the credit. So just never have. Don't be too prideful to do those small tasks because those small tasks add up and they become a big task. And wh- whether you enjoy doing them or not it's all part of the job and you got to love it all you got to embrace the opportunity you got to embrace the procedure and you just go to work stick to the game plan and do every task no matter how small it is
0: and for you zach you know this season for you how have you challenged yourself how do you feel like you become a better coach as your team steps toward the national tournament
1: well, I think I think my head coach here, Dip. I think he challenges me a lot. For for example, like he tells me, I'm in charge of every film. Like he doesn't go to the film room. I'm in the film room by myself with the volunteer coach Lenny, and he puts that responsibility on me. I go to his I go to his office. We talk about what sets the other teams runs, what plays. Uh, I can give my idea of what I want, how to defend it. Hopefully, it's up to him. He he'll sometimes agree. He'll sometimes think of a different way else, somewhere else to do that. So I think just accepting that and learning to grow and learning the recruiting landscape, trying to improve on that every day. Like another small thing I've learned from him, I try to pick up things, Dip says, and one thing he said in the fall that stuck with me is that you have to do something recruiting every single day. Do one thing, at least a few things, every single day. It's a 24-7 thing. So that sticks with me. I try to do something every single day with recruiting. And I just think learning. I think you always have to you have to be honest with yourself and know the spots where you need to improve. And I obviously have a lot of places I still need to improve and I understand that. And I think just accepting that and learning each way, each day on how to improve those things will make a difference in the long run for me.
0: And for you, Zach, do you take, you know, with you being at Augusta and being down South, do you take, you know, anything from Mary Wood with you? Do you, do you wear that proudly? The fact that that that's where you got to build your game. That's where you got to build yourself. That's where you got to get experience that you can, you know, pull these student athletes aside and say, "Hey, I've been there. I've done that. I felt that. I've thought that." I mean, do you feel like your time at Marywood has made you able to maybe speak to the players a little bit better and and to coach a little bit better? Do you do you give something back to Marywood and wear that as a badge of honor?
1: Yeah, I think you always got to be appreciative of where you came from because you grow up. When you go to college, that's where you grow up as a person. It's like your first time away from home. Like high school, you're still living at home at least. I know not everyone's you go away, but I went away. It was my first time away from home. So I think just how to handle adversity – When things go wrong, having someone that you can talk to. Like at Marywood, I always had someone I could go talk to. So that was the big difference for me when I first came here. I didn't know anyone when I first came here. And that sense of just having an outlet, having a way to get away. I understand, like, not just the basketball part, but life happens outside of basketball as well. And there's points in your college life where it's not all happy things that happen outside of basketball, like some bad things, not letting that go on the court. So I do think I could bring a lot from Marywood for my experiences and like what went wrong with for me at Marywood or what went well and just try to translate that over to the guys. Because when the guys, if they have a problem, I can relate because I had a lot of those problems when I was in school. Just because it was a different division doesn't mean the problems like off the court, on of court weren't the same. So I think absolutely that you always take what you learn from where you're from because that that's what made you really. <laughs>
0: And that coming here from Zach Tinkham, Marywood University alum, as well as Augusta University assistant coach. Zach, before I let you go, you're down in Augusta, Georgia at Augusta University. Like you said, down south in the Peach Belt, you know, weather nicer and whatnot. What can you tell me about life in general? Because quality of life, you know, mentality, all of that is extremely important, even more so than the sport of basketball or anything else. How has being down south in Augusta, Georgia, how has that maybe improved your life, built a new chapter? Because I mean, Florida is a second home for me. That's not too far away from where you are. And I definitely know that, you know, there's, there's a recharge that can happen there. So what's it like when it's snowing elsewhere and you're in 80 degree weather and enjoying yourself down there? What's Augusta done for you?
1: Well, I mean, it's 84 degrees today, and I'll <laughs> listen to my parents talk about how it's freezing, and they love it back up in Connecticut. So, but um, um, I think it's definitely an interesting chapter in my life. Definitely, very chapter. Like, I'll definitely say, like, people ask the hardest thing about moving to Augusta, and the hardest thing was definitely like saying goodbye. Like, I would say that was very difficult for me, in the sense of I'm a person that can hide emotions at times. And just look at the business side and say, this is what I want to do. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go make it happen. And I'm going to love doing that. But saying goodbye to people, a person, like that, that is very difficult for me. That was very difficult. So, but I think meeting new people has opened my eyes to a million different things. It's a different culture down south, um, new friends down here, hanging out. I go golfing, like in the off season. I go once a weekend, Meet my friend. We're both absolutely terrible. So it's great. <laughs> Um, I think you just learn new ways Like I like the warm weather I do miss the four seasons sometimes But I don't miss when it's just 20 degrees and freezing But I do miss seeing the snow sometimes But I enjoy it down here I think people are great And I, I really think like I know you asked just for life But when you work with great people It just makes your life better And I'm truly lucky to work for a great boss I really am and great support from the station, great, like, great players. It just makes me excited to be at work. I have great friends. I get along with other assistant coaches here, the training staff. Like, I just get along with everybody here. So I definitely still miss some people from Marywood or back home. Like, definitely do, but I do appreciate all the people I've met down here. And I think it's just makes me grow as a person, just doing different things, going new places and new experiences. You make yourself uncomfortable to become comfortable. So
0: Yeah, you know, and, and that that is the truth. You gotta get uncomfortable to get comfortable. So that coming from Zach Tinkham. Zach, you know, in NCAA division two for the men's tournament, a little bit different than what people are used to seeing in D one, where there's four number one seeds in NCAA division two, there's eight number one seeds and they're spread all throughout the country because there's those pods of one through eight so just what you can say about where you guys are in the tournament the fact that there's new life a new chapter a new beginning as you get set to jump into the ncaa division two tournament
1: so we're we're happy to be here right now we want to do more we want to keep going but we we understand like our region is loaded like, like you said, it's by geography to the eight regions. So there's four teams in our region that have been that are ranked in the top ten in the country right now, and we're all in the same region. So to be able to host it, that's a great advantage for us. We'll play Belmont Abbey round one. They are number one in the country in three point field goal percentage and field goal percentage. So we got to figure out how to stop them. All right. So, but we're excited. We get to play at home, so how it works in Division Two. So all eight teams in our region will be playing in our gym. So there will be four games in our gym Saturday, and there will be two games on Sunday, and then the region championship will be on Tuesday. So it goes quick. It flies by. So one week from today, today's Monday, the goal is practice one week from today. There's only two teams left in the region that will be practicing one week from today. So that's how quick it goes by. But we're excited. Like I said, our veteran leadership, our community support here in Augusta is amazing. We have people all over Augusta cheering us on, all over Twitter, all over Instagram. Like I know Chad Cook is a huge one for us in Augusta, posting stuff all over the web. At our games, the fans go crazy for us. But like I said, one week from today, two teams will be practicing to play in the region championship on Tuesday. And that's the goal right now. But we will only focus on Saturday. One thing (laughs) taught me we focus on Saturday we don't worry about Sunday until Sunday arrives
0: (laughs) I love what you said because of the way that you said it hey there's only two teams a week from now that are going to be practicing and our goal is to be one of those teams that is an awesome way to look at it because that shows you that there's still more work to be done and it puts the onus on practice which is extremely important. So, Zach, as always, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate you. Love talking with you over the years. I will be following very closely with Augusta. Shout out to the Jaguars who have linked up with me on social media. I'll be watching y'all and appreciating what's going on. And I hope that a week from now you're practicing. And I hope that you and I get to continue our conversation. So, shout out to hosting the tournament. Shout out to your first year as an assistant coach and everything that you've been able to do. I'm very happy for you, very proud of you, and I know that you guys aren't done yet. So go out there and get after it, and thank you as always for giving me some time. I
1: appreciate it, Dan. I appreciate you having me on.
0: All right, man. I'll talk to you soon.
1: All right. I'll see you.
0: Take care.